Good afternoon and hope you had an amazing day. So earlier today, Leslie, one of our reachers, reached out to ask me if she could sponsor this episode with Money's Going to Tzedakah in honor of both of her parents who are Holocaust heroes. So tonight, our learning and the actions inspired by this episode should be in memory of her father, Yonatan Benyamin ben Yosef Zil, and serve as an aliyah for his neshama, and in honor of her mother, Esther Bas Odal, who should be well to enjoy the nachas of her victory, Bishindred and Svansig. It's a special covet, actually, for me to learn in their merit, because the eldest grandson of these heroes was the only person I ever taught bar mitzvah lessons to about 18 years ago. This young man, Joseph, named after his great-grandfather, who also was a Holocaust hero, laned, as did all of the grandsons afterwards, from a safer Torah that was brought over from Hungary and restored for the main purpose of having the great-grandchildren read from it. My friends, this is exactly how Jews take revenge. By raising beautiful Jewish families with children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren committed to the same Torah and the same Jewish values that the Nazis tried to destroy. Which leads me to the idea I want to share tonight, an idea which I recently heard from a wonderful rabbi in Florida, Rabbi Ephraim Goldberg. So we've just celebrated Pesach, the season of questions, a holiday that encourages us to challenge, to inquire, and to ask. Pesach not only encourages us to ask the questions and to demand the whys, but it tries to provide some of the answers as well. Pesach teaches us that the Jews dialogue through questions and answers, and that we learn and grow when we challenge and ask. But I think we would all agree that the current world situation that we're living in reminds us that sometimes those answers just do not seem to be satisfying. And indeed, as we enter Yom HaShoah and contemplate the horrors of the Holocaust even more so, we need no encouragement or coercion to ask. We do so instinctively, inescapably, and inevitably. The observance of Yom HaShoah elicits many philosophical and theological questions that challenge the very fiber of our souls. Confrontation and acknowledgement of the evil and the horrors shake our very faith. Questions are not a problem, but answers seem to elude us. So while on Pesach we can consult textbook answers, these other questions remain vividly on our minds, unsolved. And the real question for us is, what do we do with these questions? And the real question for our Holocaust heroes is, how did they ever move on? So a man once approached the Kloisenberger Rebbe, Rebbe Kusiel Yehuda Halberstam Zatzal, a great rabbi that we mentioned in episode 19, and asked him this exact question. Tell me, how is it that so many of the survivors found the courage and the strength not only to survive, but to rebuild, to start families, to remain positive, and to have faith in society and humanity? The Rebbe was the correct person to ask, having rebuilt a Hasidic dynasty of thousands after losing his wife and 11 children in the gas chambers he had to answer this question for himself. So the Rebbe answered with two words. These two words come from Sefer Yechezkel, and they mean, in your blood you live. The full Pasuk, the verse, which is recited both at the Pesach Seder and at every Jewish baby boy's bris, is an allusion to the time in Egypt, just prior to the Exodus, when the Jewish people were commanded to circumcise their males and to bring the Korban Pesach. And in merit of these two commandments, which not only involved blood, but more importantly, sacrifice, the nation would earn redemption and earn eternal existence as God's chosen people. The young man thought he understood that the Rebbe was referring to the ability to move on after the incomprehensible sacrifice of the Holocaust. They had literally bled. They lost their flesh and blood. And that mysterious nefesh, that sacrifice, somehow earned them the ability to go on. But the Rebbe quickly corrected the young man. That is not at all what he meant. He said that the secret formula of the courage of the survivors came from a different source. 
In this past week's Torah portion, Shmini, we read of the tragic, seemingly premature death of Aaron's sons, Nadav and Avihu. Moshe, feeling the profound pain of his brother, tried to comfort him. Moshe tries to give some meaning or some context. He attempts to provide an answer or explanation to this profound tragedy and loss. And what was Aaron's response? The verse concludes, Vayidom Aharon. Aaron was silent. Moshe's words were met with silence, complete, utter, and total silence. Now, we don't know the source or the root of the silence. Perhaps Aaron was so devastated he had nothing to say. Perhaps he had such deep faith that he felt no need for answers. Perhaps even more so a combination of both. But, said the Kloisenberger Rebbe, we do know that Aaron's silence allowed him to continue to function, to be positive, and to continue his holy mission. The Kloisenberger Rebbe turned to the man and said, You asked how we rebuild our lives? It's simple. Bidamayichayi. With damayich, the same root of the word vayidom of Aaron, with silence, we continue to live. There are no answers or solutions to devastation and unthinkable tragedy. We cannot, we must not get caught up in trying to understand, but instead, we must focus on what we need to do now. The silence allows us to be positive, to be upbeat, and to have faith in the world and to go on. Elie Wiesel once asked, is there a tradition of silence in Judaism? Yes, he answered, but we don't talk about it. As Pesach taught us, questions are not only legitimate, but encouraged and welcomed. Answers, however, are not always easy to come by. When we recall the horrors of the Holocaust, and even when we face the recent tragedies in the world, there is a strength found by grabbing onto the silent faith of the Kloisenberger Rebbe and so many other survivors, who despite all that they endured, never stopped living, rebuilding, and coming back a stronger Jewish people than ever before. How fitting that this episode is sponsored in honor of two individuals whose stories are not just their stories, but the story of the Jewish people, of our people. The story of people who don't have answers for the big theological questions always, knowing that there are limits to our understanding, but to people who do have a response to commit even stronger to being and living Jewishly. On this special night of remembrance, let us remember the shoulders of those upon whom we stand and resolve to stand even taller as a Jew in this world. Find something, commit to their legacy. That is our victory, and that is our answer. And on that note, wishing you a meaningful Yom HaShoah and I'll see you tomorrow.